Welcome to the Life of Tea podcast, where we discuss tea as self-cultivation. All the life lessons, zen, awakening, and insights that come through a life of Cha Dao. This will be the focus of this podcast, developing and cultivating ourselves and our spiritual practice through tea. If you're interested in the more linear aspects of tea, how it's produced or made, you might want to check out our magazine, Global Tea Hut, which also includes those topics. If you're interested in the practical aspects of brewing tea, we have a whole series of videos on YouTube called Brewing Tea. Also, you're welcome to come to our center, Tea Sage Hut, here in Miali, Taiwan, and sit a 10-day course where we incorporate all these aspects from the linear to the brewing tea to the spiritual cultivation all together, and you can take a deep dive and immerse yourself and ground yourself in this beautiful practice. We're so excited to have this forum to discuss all the life lessons that we can cultivate together through tea. Welcome, put on a kettle, get out some bowls, and let's drink some tea together. Hi there, and welcome to the Life of Tea podcast. I'm Morgan. And I'm Janos. Our guest today is a bright tea soul from Stockholm, Sweden, by the name of Frederick Wallen, who has been helping us serve two 10-day courses. He has a great attitude towards life in general and has really showed up with the right orientation towards service to selflessly facilitate others' experience. And since our tradition is based on service, we thought it a good idea to have a discussion amongst ourselves about serving others and what the experience has taught us uh, while we sip on some nice shopware. So grab yourself a bowl and uh, join us. Welcome to the podcast, Frederick. Thank you very much. Very happy to be here. The experience of coming back to TSH Hut to serve a course is, of course, different to taking a 10-day course. Um, so much so that the first-time servers get their own orientation and are reminded that as servers we are here not to have an experience ourselves first and foremost, but to facilitate the experience of the guests and that is the experience for us. Um, so naturally, our orientation towards this will play a major role in what kind of experience we as servers have and what lessons we learn in the process. Knowing this, what led you to make a decision to come back and uh, serve a course here at the TCHA. Yeah, so since I had such a wonderful time uh, taking the course, I naturally wanted to come back. And with knowing that there were there was so much uh, being done for me, even there was a lot of stuff that I didn't notice, of course, uh, but you notice, you, you do notice a lot uh, when you're here, er, uh, everything that is done for you, um, making you feel comfortable or all the teachings uh, that happen for you they really are uh, amazing so naturally from taking that course wanting to give back to others taking the course it's kind of a natural step um, i would say in, in my experience it's uh, and since we talk about this so much in this tradition like this is a tradition of service and and giving and and um, well, everything you accumulate in your life is is for giving away. I think that it became the natural choice. Also, of course, there was uh, the selfish choice 
uh, that I wanted to come back because it's a wonderful place. I, I like it here. <laughs> so uh, I, of course, wanted to come back uh, for that reason uh, as well. But being able to s serve that course, really, really amazing just to give back to the community that, you know, keeps this place going and in their turn helped me take the course in the first place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a really beautiful way of, of giving back. And then ultimately, I don't think I was aware of what that would um, mean, like what I've done here. Um, my expectations, even though trying to keep them as few as possible, of course, of course, I had some kind of, of expectation uh, and definitely about giving. But in the ways that I would be giving, they were there were a lot more than I anticipated. Hmm. So in terms of making the decision to come here after you sat a course, um, I'm sure um, quite a bit of expectation arose. Um, can you talk a bit about um, the expectation versus the reality of your experience now having been here for a month? Absolutely. So when I first came here, I was uh, expecting to learn a lot, maybe as I had done in the course itself. Uh, of course, uh, because we were uh, allowed to take three classes uh, in this course to sit in on and, and learn again, I was thinking a lot about like, oh, what are my weak points or what mm. would I want to build again, like my foundation and so on. And definitely I chose those three out of that. Uh, but then those were maybe like the smallest part of learning mm. uh, in, in the whole course um, because everything you do is an opportunity to learn when when serving a course as part from uh, sitting the course itself because then it really is the lessons and classes and discourses that mm. teaches you a lot and the meditation and so on um, but when you when you serve the course whatever you choose is the lesson itself which is really amazing uh, so my expectations yeah definitely like learning a lot i was focusing on what classes i uh, should choose and uh, yeah, if I um, if I would write down questions to ask Sean or Buddha or you guys, mm. like questions about Chadao and questions about this and questions about that and so on. So I was really making myself prepared. And then uh, versus reality, it was it was kind of like all my questions that I ever had just answered themselves or just disappeared because they were not important enough mm. because there was so much more that I realized oh wait it's so much bigger than this it's mm. so much bigger than me and my questions and I don't know do I pour my sand hand side handle the right way or something like that it's it's not like that it's that as well but a lot bigger than that so every single thing that you do here when serving a course everything from taking out the trash um, to refilling uh, the water to cooking the meals and uh, bigger stuff like helping Shun set up for a uh, Shashi class or whatever it can be, that really was an opportunity to learn, to facilitate an experience for others and doing it with all your heart, even if it's the smallest, smallest thing, um, because there definitely are those as well. Uh, very, very teeny tiny things that you normally wouldn't think um, think of as I don't know anything important at all but then you realize that it's not the thing that you do that is important but it's rather the energy you put into it even if I'm removing a single cobweb in in the corner I'm doing that because 
I'm thinking about the guests and I want to be of service to them and I want them to have a nice experience. Then if they if they are like, oh, what a shame, there are no cobwebs, that doesn't matter really. Or, oh, it's so nice, there are no cobwebs. But putting that energy into it really f- is what fills this place mm. with that type of energy, that energy that makes everyone feel welcome and helps them to um, like tap into that. Mm-hmm. And just set aside themselves and be part of uh, of everything, really, both guests and, and servers. So helping facilitate that experience that has been incredible to be a part of. And and it may sound silly that there are so many small things that you do that you may not think of that as important, but everything is important. Every single little thing. Mm. Yeah, I I was thinking of this earlier too that one of the lessons I think everyone who comes here has a chance to learn or or relearn um and and definitely something that I keep reminding myself is that uh, life of tea is more than just brewing tea or drinking drinking it um and progress on this path is not dependent on how much tea you drink on a daily basis just like you don't become more spiritual by doing more of certain spiritual activities um but by expanding your definition of spirituality and and uh, doing everything in this way, uh, I think the same is uh, the same goes for Chadao. We don't continually strive to consume more tea in a day, but rather expand our definition of Chadao to include other activities, like you said, um, you know, cooking lunches or um, taking out the trash, tying our shoelaces, or um, uh, even sweeping the driveway outside. And, and carrying them out with the same meditative mind, the calm and awake mind, the right here, right now, and pre-mind. So everything in, in that sense or that way becomes tea, um, a life of tea, right? Um, are there any specific lessons that you're going to take with you uh, that you learned uh, doing those activities for service? Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, definitely. There are a lot of stuff that I will take from here and try to put into my own practice. And I think there is a lot of stuff that still needs to to settle so that I can unpack them when once I come home. Um, but I think that a lot of stuff, for, say for example, when I want to serve tea, uh, I usually do that at my own place. And preparing that I think will be a very big thing that's different because mm-hmm. I thought that I did before I came here because I, I cleaned and I put a shashi and you know chose the tea and so on but still it was tea that was like the the ceremony itself that was kind of the main experience I don't think I will see it like this uh, anymore actually but rather seeing like it's it's an honor to get to clean before mm-hmm. my guests come and maybe i will not clean a lot more uh, or a lot less but i will definitely shift my orientation towards that not to something that oh yeah this is chadao i should clean before but something that wow 
there I'm gonna have guests here soon I I will clean and I will do it with all my heart it's kind of like to, what Buddha says like I can enjoy cleaning I yes. can enjoy preparing this phase yes mm-hmm. definitely and it doesn't have to be the tea phase mm-hmm. it, because I think I was pretty pretty stuck in that before like I love I love tea it's amazing it's it's one of the greatest gifts of of my life ever that I've ever received but with that comes not just tea but chadao like a life of tea which is probably an even bigger gift which needs still needs uh, unwrapping mm-hmm. um but definitely yeah so not just sitting there drinking tea ceremonially but rather prepare put the intention there um maybe just have something like a small meal ready uh that my guests didn't expect just for mm-hmm. sharing before or something like that that is uh, amazing and i think that that orientation really has shifted so that i will definitely put more of my heart uh, into uh, well preparing the ceremony and uh, well also cleaning up afterwards feeling that the ceremony has definitely not end, uh, ended because of my guests are gone but rather i need to clean this up i need to prepare for the next ceremony immediately after the ceremony itself stops and through that everything floats together of course so you're always as the poem uh in Buddha's uh over Buddha's bed says like in every waking moment from the moment i wake till i sleep uh, i'm serving tea i don't mm-hmm. know it completely but something <laughs> like that so yeah but and it really serving this course it really helped me actually get what that poem actually means because mm-hmm. i've i've heard it before uh from taking the course and i've i've think i've and i've been thinking about it and what it means but i don't think that i don't think i've understood it like completely definitely not of mm-hmm. course but i think that a small chunk of it now actually has come through so that i understand because i was thinking about that a lot when i was at work for example like hmm how am i serving tea now like i'm standing here packing these uh, this stuff or i'm standing here handling this customer like how is this serving mm. tea but now i think that i i actually can understand like why this is mm-hmm. uh, why this is tea and it's of course super hard to talk about because it cannot really be expressed in in words but it's rather something that just clicks and then you're like ah like a good joke you know you're just like <laughs> ah you get the pun mm-hmm. um so that's that's really amazing and i i've definitely felt that 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 will be with me a lot more than it has been before uh just facilitating an experience for others all the time in every moment mm-hmm. and ultimately with that also putting my ego aside so that it's not for me I'm doing this and it's not for me I'm doing that but it's rather for facilitating an experience for others whether it be cooking or tea or uh, me working or whatever it can be um everything affects your tea Mm-hmm. So that's that's a really rad feeling to to have gotten from here from this month definitely. So in order to optimize or create a guest experience, uh one must first cultivate his or herself. What are some of the tools that you relied on since you've been here um in order to do that? So some of the tools would definitely be daily practice of tea i think 
drinking mm. tea every day mm -hmm. because yeah like connecting with my dao uh, connecting with tea and that doesn't necessarily have to be a three hour long gong fu session mm. or you know sitting drinking four teas in a side handle after each other <laughs> but it can be it can be something as simple as being at work very stressful you just have some uh, yeah some leaves you put it in a mug and you drink just one sip of it and you just feel the tea all over your body and then and then you know you just uh, keep on working like it can be that simple mm. if you just can step out of the the mind you're in right there right now and just step into the well right now right here i'm free mind just drinking that tea enjoying it even if it is for five seconds just enjoying it and then that's all the connection you really have to do of course maybe it's not ideal i would definitely want to sit maybe an hour each day even before work drinking tea um, but connecting with with the dao in that sense definitely has helped so that's a great tool uh, to have and to cultivate and then definitely meditation uh, of course uh, periods of, of stillness periods of doing nothing uh, both morning and evening definitely meditation and i felt because uh, meditation entered my life before i met t uh, so meditation i've always been interested and thought it was a very cool thing to do uh, so i started meditated uh, when i was 19 i think uh, not for as much as I do now, but um, still I've always felt that it actually has helped me. Like in whatever my day has put me through or has has done for me or whatever situation I found myself in, like the meditation really helped uh, in whatever. It doesn't have to be tea. It, it can be for everything. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that that is probably one of the, one of the greatest, like the... Uh, split first place with with tea and connecting with the Tao. Those two are definitely essential, um, I would say, and are tools that I have used mm -hmm. to to help myself um, in that sense. Definitely. And would you say that you know the schedule here can sometimes be a bit intense or demanding? And would you say maybe at times when you felt tired or you didn't have as much energy, did you? Also, would you say these were great tools then as well, or did you implement anything else into your schedule or your personal practice in order to show up for the guests? I think that tea was definitely, definitely a good way um, when the schedule was uh, not a bit heavy, but when it was pretty tight mm -hmm. with, with stuff to do. Um, a lot to do, especially in the beginning of it. It just starts you and puts you right there. <laughs> um, but definitely with tea, both in a very physical sense, because you get pretty tired and there are long hours. And so having some some tea in the morning to just wake up, mm -hmm. just in a very, very physical way, was great for just getting started with the day you know, organizing everything. Mm -hmm. What's happening today? What am I going to do? Mm -hmm. What am I going to help with? Um, so in a physical sense, that really was tremendously helpful. Um, but also definitely the meditation and that I would say both tea and meditation also, but in a more uh, subtle sense that 
you don't get overwhelmed by the schedule.、Mm. You're not looking at it and you're saying, "Oh shit, this is a <laughs> lot of stuff." You, that never happened、mm. because you're looking at it and you, well, as、um, as Buddha spoke in in the discourses and and、uh, as he also did when I took the course myself, it was a little bit different. But the essence of it was basically like the orientation、uh, of which you have is. The only thing that、um, that makes something a problem or a challenge.、Mm. So seeing like a full、uh, schedule, knowing that wow, this is gonna be tough. That was that was an amazing feeling because you know it's a, it's a great challenge. It's gonna be hard and and rough.、Um, but not so. Yeah, definitely meditation and tea just helps you to slow down and stay in that mindset. That yeah. I can do this. This is no problem. And of course, if I wouldn't have been able, if I wanted to have, like, if I had felt the need for having some extra rest, or or anything like that, not feeling well,、uh, I had the feeling that I had the immediate support of all the students、mm-hmm. here. Definitely, like, there, everyone is so caring. And if I would felt like just the slightest,、uh, like, discomfort and not. In like an ego way, but really like, oh sh- shit! I don't know if I can do this.、Mm-hmm. Then I felt like everyone here would have helped me out, definitely. So having that support really helps you as well because you feel like you've got backup. You can always ask.、Uh, also, again, in a very like physical way, you can just ask if you wonder something,、uh, or if you have any questions, or、uh, also in the more subtle,、um, yeah, subtle way, you feel that you have support. You feel that you can do you can do anything really,、um, because you have the support of these people behind you, and and no matter what, it's a lot like a family here.、Mm-hmm. Like we we look after each other, which is really strong as well, and helps to build this very strong foundation,、um, which I I really felt present,、uh, mm-hmm. well being here. Yeah, I ha- I have a similar feeling that interestingly enough, like when I let go of my. A critical mind that wants to separate、uh, or make these separations between me and self and other, then I'm able to like lean back on the on the schedule and also on my fellow servers,、mm-hmm. and they give me strength. Not like I'm not talking about physically leaning on my <laughs> fellow servers. I'm, I'm just talking about、uh, you know feeling that support and and letting go of these boundaries and and、uh, thinking in terms of like we can do it. Not like oh, I feel overwhelmed with tasks and I don't have enough time,、mm-hmm. but I have people around me that support me and the community and also the the schedule then becomes a tool that helps me,、um, mm-hmm. helps me keep on track and I don't yeah. yeah so it's also a beautiful experience to like similar to what you were pointing to, Frederick.、Um, if you look at something and you. Possibly feel overwhelmed by it, but to have servers around anticipating your your needs or your or that feeling of、um, oh like oh I can't do this too much and like someone just coming to you and being like hey what can I do can I offer this help can I you know if you don't have time like it's just just it's like you said it's so supportive and um, having um, that family experience um, not just helps. Your own experience, but again, helps with the container for the guests as well when we're、um, dependent upon each other. 
Mm. Were there any unexpected challenges along the way for you, Frederick? Ooh. Yeah, a lot, I guess. Um, yeah, definitely a lot of, of challenges uh, that I didn't see coming. Um, for example, I just before I got here, I listened to the podcast with uh, Matt Yu, uh, for example. Uh, great podcast. And uh, he, for example... Uh, talked about like he had a lot of opportunity to uh, to sit in on some of the uh, some of the lessons and uh, also drinking tea kicking back relaxing reading some I think that I definitely thought also like my expectations was that I would get to do that more than what was reality which is in not in any way anything bad or anything uh, but I think that was a, a bit of a challenge, just trying to see what is needed instead of what I wanted to do. Because, of course, I would have loved to just sit back with Max and drink tea all day. <laughs> that would have been awesome, definitely. But it would have gave me a lot less than what reality gave me now. Because, of course, we've had time for drinking tea. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we've done some reading and we've done some relaxing. But there was a lot more for me to do than what I initially thought. Mm. And that was definitely a challenge to just try to step out of that, to step, uh, yeah, to step out of the way, like, because this is not about me. Um, it's about everything else than me. So, yeah, about the guests first and foremost. And that was, I think, was a real challenge to just try to see that, well, the guests are the one that should have a really nice tea session if we have some some spare time uh, instead of me, for example. So trying to help with that and facilitate that instead of thinking that, oh, I would like to go and drink tea now hmm. um, is really important and definitely was was a challenge because we're so used, at least me, to, yeah, it's just us all the time like us 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 and there's no one else maybe there's a partner maybe there's a a very good friend you have but you know then it's about two people and me and the person i like or me and the person i hang out with and it's just that but now it was you know there is no space for you like for for me for frederick which is awesome it's not a negative thing it's definitely just that i have to step out of the way but that's that's a big challenge because we're so used to or again, at least me, so used to just having to think about me and what this does for me and not what I can do for others instead. Mm -hmm. And not just in the sense that what can I do for Janus for him to like me? That's not the the Chada way of, of thinking, but rather what can I do for the sake of doing it? Mm -hmm. Like what can I do for Janus that helps Janus and doesn't give me shit back? Hmm. Um, that's <laughs> like the the greatest and best thing and also definitely a challenge to do um i actually have one example now that came to mind and uh, it was i had a little spare time over i think i had half an hour before i needed to to start uh, going back to the center for meditation and uh, i was sitting uh, in my bed at the office and i was thinking like oh i really want to watch this series which is awesome it's like 20 minute episodes uh, on netflix and i was like yeah i should do that that's i totally earned that <laughs> uh, but then 
I came to the realization that, oh, wait, I haven't worked out today. So I kind of, it's, it's a really like a, a small thing, but I kind of stood there choosing between those for a moment and just came to the realization that, well, maybe it would be better for, for me to just take this small time and work out because the schedule is, is pretty heavy. I, I don't have a lot of time to do that. So taking the opportunity to do what was needed was something that I now am very grateful of. Like instead of kicking back watching an episode in a series, I actually took the time and I worked out and then I could go. I felt refreshed and uh, I definitely think that I had more energy um, both to I definitely think that I had more energy both to put in um, to what I was doing for the guests uh, the rest of that evening and also for myself I think that made like my meditation better and my mind calmer and just got a lot of uh, if there was any like particular big parts of, of stress or uh, anything in my mind I think that that vanished completely and I think that making that right choice as I said it, it's a very small thing still because it, it did only did involve me at that time but that was that was a great thing that was very like hands-on what can I do to facilitate an experience for others well I can as Morgan said I can cultivate myself and mm -hmm. use that as a tool and then um, give that away and try to help cultivate an experience for others because if we're just being honest like watching that series that wouldn't have given me anything mm -hmm. like that's just entertainment mm -hmm. there is not so much i don't know deep wisdom it's just, just a about, fun thing to do about so. the spiritual food that we're choosing to feed ourselves yeah exactly mm -hmm. and i wouldn't say that i think that um exercising in particular or um that that would be viewed as a very spiritual thing but in this case mm -hmm. it definitely was Absolutely. like most definitely mm -hmm. and that's also a thing with tea that taking that spiritual and putting it into the physical that's what we do here and it doesn't matter if it's cleaning like cleaning is very very spiritual the hands-on like you know sweeping uh, or mopping the floor that's super spiritual and same with working out i'm cleaning my body because I'm, yeah, I'm getting everything that shouldn't be out there. I'm sweating, I'm moving, I'm making a flow in my body and rinsing it uh, for the sake of that. So, yeah. Mm. So in those moments when you felt that challenge arise, whether it was like, you know, there was a task that you needed to do, but you also felt like, oh, I, I would like to take some time for myself. How were you able to cope with those challenges or what helped you to overcome it? Did you change your? Did you shift your orientation, or or what did you do to um, to um, learn from that challenge or overcome it? Yeah, I definitely say that I that I switched my orientation or shifted my orientation towards the thing I was supposed to do. Um, a lot with uh, what Wuda spoke in in the discourses about the right here, right now, I'm free mind. Basically, very very simply put, repeating that phrase for myself. I've done it many, many times throughout mm -hmm. the, the month here. Um, just like right here now, right now, I am free to enjoy doing this, even if I'd rather go do something else. And suddenly 
the thing that I had to do was the thing that turned out to be most um, precious for me, mm. definitely. So, yeah, I'd say that an orientation shift and with this simple, simple phrase, um, understanding that, that was that was a huge help in in doing what I had to do, but doing it fully rather than doing what I wanted to do for my own greedy needs. Yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, it reminds me that the same is there for like exercise and also choosing choosing healthy food. Mm -hmm. uh, when I, a lot of the times I don't feel like exercising, but I do it anyway. Like I make that or uh, I shift my orientation towards like, yes, I'm free to enjoy exercise. And then I go out and as soon as I start exercising, I start enjoying it, right? Yeah. The same with healthy food is like, I would rather eat like a, a steam bun mm -hmm. or a burger or something that has a lot of grease in it and, uh, you know, like taste good. But then I, I go like, no, I'll, I'll choose a chickpea salad instead. And uh, after eating that, I immediately feel, wow, my body feels so much better than eating like, uh, even if it's a vegan burger, you know, um, still a lot better and lighter. And I'm thankful for it. Yeah, definitely. I, I think I had a hands-on experience on that. Um, with eating something, maybe it was b just before I came here. I spent some days in Taipei uh, first, and I think it was that, or if it was somewhere in the middle of the course, if uh, or in between the courses, uh, if we went somewhere or something, I don't remember. But I immediately felt I ate something, and suddenly my body felt very, very different, mm -hmm. like pretty heavy and weird and strange because we've been eating all this amazing, very healthy food for yeah it was at least 10 days um and then i ate something else and i was like wait what what am i doing this, this is <laughs> this so weird feel good <laughs> yeah exactly and honestly i don't know if i felt it that strong before because at home at least before this i think myself i eat pretty healthily definitely but there are also definitely unhealthy choices being made um but rather now, I think that experiencing that, for example, and coming in closer contact with my body, in a sense, it will be a lot more easy to choose, uh, well, let's say the right choice, uh, definitely, or the, the, more, healthier, the healthier, thank you. Yes, <laughs> the more healthy choice. To choose the more healthy choice will definitely be easier um, because I know what it does. And that's also with um, also connecting with this stepping out uh, of the way yourself of course this is not what I want this is what I should do and just enjoying that on that level it's very simple and very basic and yet so very powerful as well so I, I can definitely see that because also at home like you said Janos many times I feel like all right now I have an hour to exercise awesome and then I'm like but I don't really feel like it so maybe I'll just do something else. But then, you know, you start exercising and boom, you're like, yes, this was the right choice. Um, so yeah, definitely making the healthier choice, I think will be a lot easier um, after this month here. Being of service is also a beautiful offering of Donna, which in the West is sometimes only known or understood through a monetary lens. Donna, simply put, translates as generosity. Generosity with your time, your energy, attention. With goodwill, 
pure volition, and most of all, for the benefit of others. That said, it can also be an antidote for our self-serving habit patterns. Can you give some examples of how the act of service has helped you work with your ego? I can maybe start with some some small things from right here, um, from this course or these two courses. And that would be simple things like, uh, like you learn that every opportunity or every moment rather is an opportunity to give. Uh, for example, a very, very um, a simple example, me and, and one of the servers are drinking tea and then maybe I want to try something, but the other server uh, who is uh, serving t the tea uh, have already chosen something. I can definitely just give that up, that ego sense of, but I want to drink shaman's drum <laughs> instead of elevation or whatever it can be, uh, or this tea would be better, or I know the best, like such uh, those ego things, and which you can easily mistake uh, for like, I know better. That could definitely be something that you think is chadao, like, oh, but this tea should be better because it's this weather, or this tea is better because now it's winter, or this tea is that, or this tea is this, instead of just releasing that and just being served whatever the person serving tea serves. Mm -hmm. And that was definitely, of course, it that will help on a bigger scale, but that maybe is something that's a little smaller that I definitely can relate to. That, yeah, it doesn't matter if we drink uh, the same three teas in a row. It's just simply releasing that and, and in that essence, just give. Give the choice to who's ever serving. So it doesn't have to be, uh, it doesn't have to be giving in such a direct way, but mm -hmm. it could be very indirect. So just stepping out of the way, that is a, a beautiful way to give. Mm -hmm. Just not having a preference as, uh, say, with... Uh, with lunch at the center as well like oh i think it should be like this because blah 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 and then i add a lot of reasons for example like um i think we should have another lunch on cleaning day which is heavier <laughs> because we clean so much that that's like a typical thing that i think i know best but also for <laughs> yeah also would have mentioned in the discourse like you don't know how much effort that mm. went into this you don't know what happened the situation is nothing that you know of and only like if you even were there when when Wuda and uh, the students picked out the meals for this course for example you only ever saw one side of it just one angle mm -hmm. and then you know everything is so uh, thought out here and in the smallest slightest detail so that is really something that you should and could definitely just give just not think anything about it, not having an opinion, and that you can easily draw into your uh, your life at home, for example. Say that my girlfriend cooks a meal for me, and I'm like, oh, but I don't want this, I want something else. But she made it, and she put her heart into that. Of course I'm going to eat it and just mm -hmm. be happy with it, and just surrendering to the moment, that is a beautiful way to give. Mm -hmm. And I've definitely learned that throughout this month. And what's fun about that is that I think thought that I knew that before I came here mm -hmm. 
but there is always <laughs> deeper levels. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's always deeper levels. So even though I think that before I came here, I I thought at least that, oh, I've come quite a long way. <laughs> I, I can take some shit, you know. I, I can step out and, and having uh, the moment be whatever it is. But then I realized that it, it's so much bigger. It's so much bigger. So really going through deeper levels of that is, is something that we've done here a lot and that we ultimately only will continue doing. Mm-hmm. Like it never stops. You can always give more mm-hmm. um, because there is always, yeah, there is always something to give, always. But definitely that's also, if I if I take another example with... Uh, uh, my relationship if my if my girlfriend wants to see a specific movie uh, she's quite picky with with those kind of <laughs> things uh, she she has a very like preferred taste of, of movies for example uh, then giving is definitely something as simple as just stepping out of the way and saying you know what choose the movie you I'll watch whatever you want to watch mm-hmm. and such a small like it could really seem like a small petty thing to do but that's ultimately what life is made up of absolutely the small, it creates a ripple effect yeah exactly yeah. yeah the small petty things like just like uh, like you said Janos with um, applying the mind to uh, tying your shoelace uh, for example that like the small things we do and as Wood has spoke about um, a lot of times before like brushing your teeth going to the bathroom tying your shoelaces that's what life is made up about mm-hmm. um, it's not the the big things matter a lot less <laughs> than we think. It's all the small things that you do every single day mm-hmm. that will ultimately be, you know, life. And uh, then that is a beautiful way to give, to just say that, you know what, I'm okay with whatever is happening um, right here and right now. So I, I don't have any preferences and I don't, um, yeah, I don't think it should be a specific or certain way I can just let it be as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those opportunities to work with your ego are um, present in the world, but definitely here as well. And uh, <laughs> I've I've come to realize what a lot of people already know is that the more we meditate, the more we realize how selfish of an asshole mm-hmm. we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> working working with that and just like uh, working on my ego blind spots sometimes too. Um, like for me, you know, one of the things that uh, sometimes I work with is for a smart ass, ass like me, a simple thing of just sometimes keeping my mouth shut and not saying anything <laughs> is a way to work with my ego and mm. um, and let other people have uh, have their moment or have their opportunity and not uh, add anything to the moment that I think, you know, should be there. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Also that about not adding anything to it as if the moment always needed something added to it because it like most of the times it doesn't it's perfect just as it is and it's awesome of course if you think that you can add something that really adds to the moment or discussion or whatever it can be but just as you said it's definitely at least equally important to just you know be silent for example just observing rather than expressing your opinion Mm-hmm. Um, and listen yeah and listen that's that's one of the most important things 
So that's that's also a really beautiful way of of giving dana that just um, listen to someone, for example, uh, and you can easily, if you step out of yourself, um, you can easily see if someone is a little bit, uh, let's say, sad or or upset or anything like that, and you can easily just with a question like "How are you?" That is also giving dana. Being here, it has definitely. It helped me understand that these small things are are equally as important to give as uh, giving a huge piece of my salary to uh, as a donation, for example. Like Dana is is so much present in so so many ways, and as I said, one of the one of the probably greatest lessons from here or teachings that I will definitely carry with me and and continue to unpack at home. Is that there is always something to give, and and you can always give more, which is very very powerful to understand. And also, um, and I'm not saying I've understand it completely yet. Of course not. Just a small small piece of it. Um, but also that what you give is not as important as to how you give it. Mm-hmm. So if you give, it could be you know, ten NT or like a dollar or something. You can give that, but if you do it with the intention to give, and not for your own benefit, but wholeheartedly, that is as um, as powerful as giving someone a thousand dollars. It definitely so, and really, also realizing that what it has to be, it it could be anything. It could be a hug, a question. It could be it could be money. Um, it could be a, piece, a nice piece of teaware or. Anything like that that you can always always give, and most importantly, maybe your attention to give uh, your um, your time and your energy. Yes, exactly. Mm. To give uh, your uh, mindfulness, like appreciating someone or being fully fully there and listening to them mm-hmm. and interacting with them, as apart from I don't know watching your phone while you're talking with someone or something like that. Mm-hmm. That is definitely most a most powerful way to mm-hmm. give, mm-hmm. and and that's like that's a millisecond away. Like just shift your mindset, and boom, I'm I'm talking <laughs> to Janos, and I'm mm-hmm. giving you all of my time and all of my attention. And a millisecond later, I can watch my phone. Like I don't even have to do anything; just shift a small, small piece of my mind, and suddenly I'm here. And the greatest gift you could possibly give. Exactly, <laughs> and that's that is an amazing thing to realize mm-hmm. while being here. And of course, it's always as always. It's very very subtle, and a lot can't be said with words as well. Um, but that that's really how I would put it. I think. Mm. Yeah, the best uh, dana is service is showing up fully and and being of service to others and for the benefit of all beings. And on that note, um, thank you so much, Frederick, for joining us for this discussion. Thank you, uh, Morgan, mm. and thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Uh, we hope to see you in the next episode of Life of Tea. Thank you. Thank you. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please help us reach more people by sharing this podcast with your friends and family. Your comments, likes, and shares will go a long way and are deeply appreciated. Another way to support this project and our free tea center here in Miali, Taiwan, that you can come visit, is to sign up for our ad-free magazine that we publish every month. 
It covers all aspects of tea, from processing and brewing techniques, history, lore, spirituality, and community. It also comes with a tin of beautiful, sustainably produced tea. To subscribe, go to globalteahut.org. If you would like more information on linear topics such as brewing techniques, feel free to check out our YouTube channel, also called Global Tea Hut.